Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 996, How to Calculate Your Debt-to-Asset Ratio and Check If It's Good, part two by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I'm your host and narrator of the show. My name is Dan, and I'm here each and every day, seven days a week, reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. Now, today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday, so if you are new here, it'd be best to check out yesterday's episode first. That's episode 996. But if you are all caught up, let's hear part two from Ramit as we continue optimizing your life. How to Calculate Your Debt-to-Asset Ratio and Check If It's Good, Part 2, by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Here are the average debt-to-asset ratios in a few different industries. Internet services and social media, 25%. Consumer electronics, 34%. Energy, 108%. Technology, 110%. Utilities, 228%. Retail, 289%. Holy c*** for meat. Why are businesses like utilities and retail so high? Businesses like utilities and retail require a whole lot of initial capital up front to cover initial costs of things they need to run their business, like infrastructure, products, manpower, etc. As such, the average debt-to-asset ratio for those businesses will be higher. Many lenders, such as banks and mortgage companies, may take this into consideration when they're lending to you and your business. Say you're a small business owner looking to get a new loan for your venture. After totaling everything up, you find that you owe about $25,000 in debt and own about $100,000 in assets. After dividing your debt by your assets and multiplying that number by 100, you discover that your debt ratio is 25%, which is just about the average if you work in internet services and stellar if you work in retail. However, if those numbers were flipped, you owe $100,000 in debt and own only $25,000 in assets, your debt-to-asset number would be 400%, which is just awful no matter what your business does. A note on debt-to-equity ratio. Sometimes lenders will look at a business's debt-to-equity ratio instead. Chances are this doesn't apply to 99.999% of you. But so you know, debt-to-equity looks at a company's debt compared to shareholder equity, the value of the shares, and is calculated the same way as debt-to-asset ratio. Dollar amount of debt you owe divided by dollar amount of shareholder equity equals debt-to-equity ratio. And then debt-to-equity ratio times 100 equals debt-to-equity ratio percentage. Like debt-to-asset ratio, your debt-to-equity ratio will vary from business to business. However, general consensus for most industries is that it should be no higher than 2 or 200%. But Ramit, I don't have a big company or business. Does any of this matter to me? Yes, because there's a formula that creditors and lenders use to assess the risk of individuals like you. Debt-to-income ratio, important for individuals. If you plan on ever getting a mortgage for a house, you need to make sure your debt-to-income ratio is in check. This number compares your gross monthly income to your monthly debt. Banks and other lenders look at this number to determine how much of a risk you are to lend to. 
The more of a risk you are, the less of a chance they'll lend to you at all. Much like your debt-to-asset ratio, calculating it is simple. Dollar amount of monthly debt you owe divided by dollar amount of your gross monthly income equals debt-to-income ratio. And then debt-to-income ratio times 100 equals debt-to-income ratio percentage. Let's run an example scenario. Say you owe about $1,000 in debt month to month and make $75,000 a year. That's $6,250 a month. We then take 1,000 divided by 6,250 in order to get our debt-to-income ratio, like so. 1,000 divided by 6,250 equals 0.16. Multiply 0.16 by 100 and you have 16% for your debt-to-income ratio. But what does that number mean? What is a good debt-to-income ratio? The lower the number is, the better. According to Wells Fargo, the ideal debt-to-income ratio is 35% and below. That said, most lenders will provide you a loan up to 43 to 45%. So if your debt-to-income ratio amounted to 16%, like in the example a moment ago, you'd be in good shape for a home loan. If your debt-to-income ratio is a little higher and you want to lower it though, I'd like to help you out. After all, being in debt is the number one barrier to living a rich life. And not only is it a financial burden, but it can also be a huge psychological burden as well. For example, a while back, I ran a survey of my readers who were in debt, asking them a seemingly simple question. How long until you're out of debt? The results? 34%, the majority of respondents, didn't know how long it would take until they were out of debt. Debt is just as much of an emotional issue as a financial one. That's why throwing a personal finance book at someone in debt or showing them a debt calculator produces little to no change. If someone's too afraid to even open the envelopes that will tell them how much they owe, information is not what they need. Instead, that person has to be willing to take action themselves before anything will change. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Calculate Your Debt-to-Asset Ratio and Check If It's Good by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y 
com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. And that's 996 episodes of Optimal Finance Daily in the books, believe it or not. Thank you so much for your support along the way and for listening each and every day. And I'll be back with more posts for you starting on Monday. So have a great rest of your weekend and I'm gonna catch up with you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.